0: Father, blessed be your name, you alone are God, and we worship you. Jesus, thank you for today, that your name will be forever glorified. As your word comes to us, we ask that you flood us with the knowledge of the glory of God, and the Lord, your word will come alive And we will be reflections of that revelation that we see. Thank you Father that your name is glorified in Jesus name. Amen. Please be seated. I want to quickly um, share the word of God with you. There was um, a teaching that I was supposed to do uh, But the Holy Spirit restricted me Until as the week was ending The Lord asked me to start teaching this So quickly we are putting our teaching on Christian maturity on a prophetic hold We are going into a very important subject And then we go back hopefully next year Are you ready? so quickly I'm teaching you on sanctuary protocols sanctuary protocols you will be so blessed so you will need to take heed to the things that the Holy Spirit is going to share with you Father let your word come alive speak through me I have no words on my own bless our lives today in Jesus name thank you Father Sanctuary Protocols. Tell someone by your side. Sanctuary Protocols. Now it's very important that we as a church and as a body of believers understand this all important subject of the Bible. Sanctuary protocols. Now, first of all, we need to understand what a protocol is. A protocol is a system of rule and an acceptable behavior that people should follow in official occasions. It's a system of rule or an acceptable behavior that people should follow in official occasions or situations that's a protocol a protocol also is an official procedure or a system of rule governing affairs of an occasion it's a system of rule that governs the affairs of an occasion that's a protocol so simply put, a protocol is a system of rule that governs the behavior of people in an official occasion. So now by this understanding, when we are speaking of sanctuary protocols, we are speaking of the system of rules that governs a sanctuary. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So a sanctuary protocol are simply put protocols or systems of rule that governs the sanctuary of God. The Bible tells us in the book of John chapter 4 the verse 23 and 24. The Bible says that our cometh and now is when the true worshippers will worship the father in spirit and in truth the verse 24 for God is a spirit and they that worship him must so this is a must must worship him in spirit and in truth so this is a must now this verse is opening us into an understanding of how God is supposed to be worshipped that means there is a protocol of worship You don't just decide to worship. God has his terms of worship. So listen to me. God is the one that receives worship. So he must tell you how he's supposed to be worshipped. Are you following this thing? So you don't worship God in your own terms. That is why there are sanctuary protocols to be observed if one will want to Engage the presence of God And benefit from it effectively If I have my company I set the rules of how the company should run Are you following this? So we are looking at sanctuary protocols He says that God is spirit And they that worship him Must worship him in spirit and in truth Which means that there must be no Iota of flesh in our worship because when flesh gets into worship God does not recognize it and if God does not recognize it God does not bless it and if God does not bless it that thing will expire with time and when I'm speaking of worship I'm not just talking about lifting up your hands church. every activity we do in a meeting of believers like this is called worship Are you following what I'm saying? So, before you sang, your attitude in the meeting you are in before God is called worship. So, worship is not a song, but in worship we sing. Worship is more of an attitude than an activity. Write that down worship is more of an attitude than an activity which means that your worship can be deferred before you actively engaged in it worship is more of an attitude than an activity which means that worship begins from the heart before it appears physically hmm. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. We need to understand that anytime we approach God's presence, our attitude towards that privilege must be totally different. Listen to me. There are gatherings and there are gatherings. We can gather at a stadium and that gathering is not in the name of the Lord we can gather at an entertainment ceremony, at a wedding ceremony, at an engagement ceremony, and the purpose of that gathering is not Jesus. So once we say that we have, we have a meeting, a gathering, and it's in the name of the Lord, their attitude must be different. And hear this carefully. Their attitude towards God's presence is called sacredness and holy. So, our attitude towards God's presence must be sacred. It must be treated as an unholy thing. God's presence must be revered. You see, so today, as time permits us, I will tell you why you come to church every day and nothing is happening to you. I'll tell you why you've been in church for six years and nothing has happened. Can I shock you? Your attitude towards God's presence is how far you have come. I think this is going to be one of my best teachings ever because listen to me. If we don't prepare you in God's presence, we have failed. Do you know when you enter a shrine, there are things you can't do? I've never seen anyone going for something from a shrine the person is exchanging a WhatsApp reply you are even afraid because of that dragon image looking at you, you are afraid maybe when we have time you know, prophet Iman's, um father was a professional idol worshiper and he's not ashamed about it that's why I am saying that we are going to interview him for five minutes for him to give us a certain intelligence on how his father was behaving when he wakes up in the morning The kind of things he was doing in the shrine. For you to understand how we have taken God's presence for granted and yet we are expecting more from him. I'm teaching good here. Are you getting something here? Now hear me carefully. Satan's agenda is to reduce us Holding meetings into a mere social gathering. That's his agenda. So, if he realizes that he can't stop you from coming to church, then you know what he's going to do, he's going to reduce the quality, the potency, the anointing in that gathering into a mere social gathering. Satan's agenda is to make our meetings dry is to make, make our meetings flesh so people are sitting together in church and they are not talking and they are both worshipping at the same time he wants that he wants that life that's his agenda he wants to kill the power of our meetings you know why because every anointed meeting is held to the devil every anointed church meeting is hell to the devil. I'm telling you the truth. And tonight we're going to open, this morning we're going to open some serious matters in in spiritual things. There are about five principles that we need to understand on sanctuary protocols. Five principles you need to understand about engaging in the presence of God in meetings like this. Number one we need to understand that every church service is a heavenly family meeting. Now you need to really get this thing right. Every church service is a heavenly family meeting. Every church service is a heavenly family meeting the book of hebrews chapter 12 verse 22 to 24 the bible says but you have come to mount zion to the city of the heavenly jerusalem to an innumerable company of angels it says that you have come to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven please note that a general assembly of the church and the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. He also says, you have come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. You have come to the spirit of just men made perfect. You have come to God who is the juster and the perfecter of all. When you also read the book of Ephesians chapter 3, the verse 14 and 15, He says for this cause I bow my knees to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. So now what we are saying in this first principle you need to understand is that every church service is a what? Oh you are not here with me. Is a what? It's a heavenly family meeting. So it's a family of two the family in heaven and the family of earth that has mingled so for example this is the family of heaven this is the family of on earth anytime we have a church service or a church meeting what happens is that the family in heaven mingles with the family on earth and it becomes divine I'm teaching good here so in a church meeting heaven mingles with the earth So we are trying to say that under this point every church service is highly spiritual. Every church service is what? Highly spiritual. We are also saying that there are different kinds of heavenly beings present with us in every service. I need to open your eyes so you don't take meetings like this for granted. There are different heavenly beings that are in every church meeting. I'm teaching good here. Different heavenly meetings. Remember, under the point I just mentioned, we said that church service is highly spiritual We're also saying that there are different heavenly beings that are in every meeting. That means that physically, we just see human beings around. But spiritually, there are not only human beings here. When you read Hebrews 12 like we did, the Bible says we have come to Mount Zion. To the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem. To the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. It says you have come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant you have come to the spirits of just men made perfect you have come to God the judge of all hear me carefully at least if we we want to find out the heavenly beings that are present with us we can tell you that at least God is here number two Jesus is around number three angels innumerable company of angels are around number four the spirits of just men made perfect are around who are they they are the saints who lived on earth and have gone to be with the lord i'm talking of saints like abraham these people are not ghosts they are alive because they rose with jesus God, you'll be shocked to know that there are times God can send Abraham to come and join us in our service. And if some of these saints are not able to come in the meetings like this, they can can stream live in heaven. Or you don't know there's live streaming in heaven, there's live streaming. If they they don't, they they don't come in a meeting like this. They can stream live and watch. They said, "Okay, today we just want to watch the service of uh, Christ Life Avenue." And then they see you telling your girl, your girlfriend on WhatsApp that I love you. (laughs) Abraham will say, "Wash, wash." I'm teaching good (laughs) here. so there are heavenly beings around listen to me there are sometimes believers can come for service eh? and their heart is heavy if they can only respond to the tune and alignment of the spirit they can be touched by God and that heaviness can melt I, I, I've, we've had interviews seen interviews of uh, people who had encounters and God opened their eyes to see what goes on in church you'll be amazed there are people who come to church and there are swords and arrows on their chest their back, their heart and those people physically are going through depression going through all kinds of things killing them, piercing their hearts and they are grieved, they are bitter, they are hurt, they are offended with God and all kinds of things. As the word of God is coming, worship is coming and they are into it and they are sinked into the flow of the spirit. What happens is that the atmosphere that exists in the realm of the spirit begins to come to their advantage. Listen to me, no matter how broken you are, make sure you are in tune with the spirit in God's house. Yeah never come to a meeting and just watch everybody like that. If they know what I'm going through, don't tell me to lift up my hands. If they know what I'm going through, don't tell me that we should pray. You will not be blessed. It's the, it's the truth I'm teaching you. You will not be blessed in a meeting. I'm teaching you here. We also need to understand that we did not meet in Hacho. Hathor is not the location. We met in Zion. So that's the deception. To you, you were thinking you were coming to Acho. Actually, you were coming to Zion. In the book of Genesis chapter 28, verse 16. Jacob was in a location. He slept on a, on, on a stone as a pillow. And he had an encounter he saw angels ascending and descending the same place where he was sleeping that place was not booked but it was that place he had an encounter with god you know when he woke up you know what he said he said surely the lord is in this place and i wasn't aware Surely the Lord was in this place and I wasn't aware. Which means that the discernment of your spiritual perception is very important. You can be in a meeting where God is heavily present and you will live with nothing because you are not aware. Which means that awareness of God's presence shifts your attitude towards it. You may think you know that God is here, but I'm, I'm, I'll tell you, most of you don't know it. I'm teaching good here. Number two, second principle you need to understand about engaging God's presence is that the closest to heaven on earth is a good church meeting. The closest to heaven on earth here is a good church meeting. Or an anointed church meeting. That means if Jesus has not yet come. And you want to experience a certain atmosphere or kind of heaven. is an anointed church meeting. That is the closest to heaven on earth. So listen to me. In a church meeting, it is as though you are coming to a mini heaven on earth. This this atmosphere is like Eden in those days, where God's presence broods. Are you are you catching the flow of what I'm teaching? The world is a very dark and sad place to be without God's presence. <laughs> you need to write this thing down. The world is a very dark and sad place to be without God's presence. It can be very depressing. That is why you will need atmospheres like this in divine meetings to help you to survive on earth. So church meetings are the greatest heavenly experiences on earth. Church meetings are the greatest heavenly experiences on earth. David said in the book of Psalm 84, I think of verse 10. He says, for a day in your court is better than a thousand elsewhere. Why was David saying that? He's saying that spending one day in the house of God is better than a thousand and more in any other place. Which means the experience in you have one day coming to church, or coming to a gathering of believers, it can never be compared. You know why? Because heaven is involved. There is no other meeting where heaven directly descends on the people of God than a church meetings. There's no other meeting like that. You will need to change your perception about meetings like this. And know what you missed per every church service. I'm teaching good here. The Bible says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, by understanding, I've, I've come to realize that the secret place means three things. Number one, the secret place is Christ. Number two, the secret place is your prayer closet. And number three, the secret place is church services. He that dwelleth in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So we said that the secret place number one is what? Can you tell me? Christ. When you are in Christ, when you are born again, you are in the secret place. Christ is the secret place. Number two, the secret place is? The prayer closet. Number three, the secret place is? Church meetings. Number three, the third principle that we need to understand. We must learn from heavenly beings and discern through scriptures how God is approached in a church service. I'm still laying the foundation for the teaching. We must learn from heavenly beings and discern through scriptures how God is approached in a church service so that we can benefit more. guys, listen, if we don't have discernment, if we don't study the scriptures to see how some of these heavenly beings behaved at the throne of God, around the throne of God, and behave that same way, we won't we experience more. Listen to me. You are seeing this prophet of God standing here out of a church meeting. It was a church meeting that produced this man you are seeing. I was a drummer playing drums and a prophet came to my dad's church and he came and he pointed at me and said this man you are seeing here is going to be a great prophet it was in a church meeting no so you can imagine if I have ever blessed you in any way which I believe it was because of that meeting so listen to me if I miss that meeting there will be no prophet Isaac Lapapu no that should make you weigh and value the importance of anointed meetings so when you study when you go home you can go and do a study for yourself you're going to read the book of Revelation chapter 4 the verse 1 to 11 you're going to see the attitude of the heavenly beings see the Lord has really changed my life I was observing the attitude of the heavenly beings and I realized that Christians are joking you know Christians are the the new kind of Christians we have are, are Christians who have so many expectations but have placed no investment to harvest those expectations they have so many expectations this year is going to be a good year it's going to be a great year God I believe that this year God will change my life so now all these expectations you are having, what have you done towards those expectations to have the results you are expecting listen if we don't understand the attitude of the sanctuary of God your expectations will be cut off you are having an expectation that God will bless you in a church meeting and you don't respect the church meeting the one leading worship says lift up your hands and your hands are still down do you know why he said lift up your hands an angel may be flying with an envelope and as you just lifted your hands you received an envelope and you brought it down and it entered your spiritual pocket but you see when you disobey in such consecrations what happens is that every blessing that was in the meeting he didn't get it. I'm coming to show you something very shortly. <laughs> so, when you read Revelations 4, you're going to see how the heavenly beings in heaven... Look, these are heavenly beings that when you appear before them, you may think they are God himself. John saw one Fianga angel in the book of Revelation and he wanted to worship him because of the glory around the angel he wanted to worship him and then he said no no you don't need to worship me because I am a fellow servant like you what did he say about the angel that such a matured prophet of God was going to worship him which means that these beings eh, they have so much authority I'm telling you when you see them you kneel you can't stand yet these heavenly beings have a certain attitude. I wish I could just show you a bit of them. Look, look at Revelation chapter 4. I was reading and I was shocked. Now, look at the verse 4. The Bible says, and around about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment and they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and tendrils and voices and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne which are the seven spirits of God. Now come with me to the verse 9. Um, okay, come to the verse eight. And the four beasts, and each of them having six wings about them, they were full of eyes within, and they and the rest not. Observe that they rest not day and night, saying, "Holy, holy, holy, Lord God Almighty, which was, and is, and is to come." Look at the verse nine. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks that sat on the throne who liveth forever and ever the four and twenty elders fall down observe fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and cast their crowns before the throne saying thou art worthy o lord to receive glory and honor and power for thou created all things and for thy pleasure they were created look at these heavenly beings powerful heavenly beings but when they appeared before God's throne do you know what happened they cast their crowns they are saying that before God's presence their crowns mean nothing their crowns mean nothing before the one who crowned them which means that in a meeting like this it doesn't matter how wealthy or rich you are I hope you understand this thing It doesn't matter how much salary you are receiving. Whether you are driving or you are not driving. You are to humble yourself and cast your crown. Your crown is anything you have achieved. Any power you have in any area in your life. He says you are to cast it down. You may be the MP in this area. Cast it down. You may be the assemblyman. A minister. You you may be the CEO of a very powerful company. He says you cast it down. It's an attitude. We learn it from these heavenly creatures. And they gave thanks. They bowed down. They lifted up their hands. They said to the Lord, holy, holy, holy. That's the attitude we learn from them. I'm teaching you there. Now, Number four. The more we understand, or the more understanding and insight and revelation that we have about approaching God's presence, the more benefits we enjoy. Glory to God. The more understanding and insight and revelation we have about approaching or engaging God's presence, The more benefits that we enjoy. Listen, you need special insight. Yes, you need insight. It takes revelation to make a difference in your life. Anything you do in God's kingdom without revelation will be done with stress. Can I shock you here? The ark of God was in the house of Abinadab. For 40 years, nothing happened to his life. The same act went to the house of Obedidom and in three months, his, he was blessed and his whole household. Question: What was the difference? An act spends 40 years in someone's house, nothing happened to his life. The same act entered into another person's house within three months. Hear me, three months he was blessed, he was blessed unto David the king got jealous and said remove the ark from his house, are you the only person that God can bless, he took it from his house because of the blessing his name was in the whole area and that ark was a representation of the presence of God, listen to me, which means that our attitude towards the presence of God and the revelation we have determines the blessings we have as from it I'm teaching good, yeah? <laughs> so your attitude towards God's presence can affect you greatly. And number five, there were protocols to be observed. The fifth principle. There are protocols to be observed in the presence of God. There are protocols to be observed in the presence of God And if you don't understand these protocols, you will not be blessed in any meeting that God is present. There are protocols to be observed. And if you don't understand these protocols, you will never receive anything in any place that God is present. Are you here with me? Hmm. I'll give you about five or six examples of protocols regarding God's presence. Number one is Moses. There was a time Moses saw a burning bush and decided to approach the burning bush. And as Moses approached the burning bush, he had a voice that spoke to him and said, Take off your shoes or your sandals for the ground or the place you are standing is a is a is a. I can hear you. It's a holy ground. Ah. So God was teaching Moses that there is a certain attitude and protocol concerning the holiness that I am, and He was telling him that where you are standing now is a holy ground. Why was it a holy ground? Because it was a normal bush that everybody has been passing there. But when God's presence came there, guess what? Guess what? The place became holy. And Moses' attitude for that presence was to take off his shoes. Are you getting this protocol? Which means that this ground, you see, this place was a bare land. Nothing here. But it was constructed to be a temple that was going to house the house of God. And once God's presence was officially invited here, this ground is now what? Holy. So just like Moses' attitude had to change, your attitude has to change. The second example is that of the priests of the Old Testament. You will notice that the priests had certain protocols of how they were supposed to act around the tabernacle. God gave them dimensions, specifications on how they were supposed to construct the artifacts in the tabernacle. How they were supposed to offer the sacrifices and even give offerings who were supposed to do it. Even the ark of covenant was not supposed to be carried by everyone. It, you, you have to be a Levite and even after being a Levite you have to be a priest and even as a priest you have to be from the house of Korah Kohath. you have to be a Kohathite to be able to carry it that's why when Uzzah touched it he was struck dead so even the priesthood system had principles had, had protocols surrounding it which means that we need to understand the protocol system of the sanctuary of God they had spoons that were anointed utensils, bowls items and how they were supposed to use it there was a time God would tell them to kill a bullock when he says kill a bullock you can't kill a goat when you kill a bullock he says dip your finger into it anoint their thumb anoint their ears seven times why would God be doing these things these are protocols if they wanted to engage his presence and have an advantage I'm teaching good here the third example is the sons of Aaron Nadab and Abinadad in the book of Leviticus chapter 10 the verse 1 to 10 you'll be shocked that the Bible tells us they were supposed to burn incense with fire but the fire was supposed to come from God's prescription. Do you know what the mistake they did? They were priesthood. They were the sons of Aaron. And the Bible says, when they were tendering the incense, they took fire that was not prescribed. It was called strange fire. It was called unauthorized fire. So they brought their own fire to fire incense to God. Once they lighted that fire, they were struck dead by God. You know why? Because they didn't observe protocol. I'm teaching good here. Third example is Saul. Saul was a king. He was not a priest. In Israel, there were three very important people. The king, the priest, and the prophet. Saul was a king. He wasn't a prophet. Saul was a king. He wasn't a priest. And there was one day they were supposed to offer sacrifices. And they were waiting for someone to come and give instructions on a sacrifice. And the people were giving Saul pressure. And Saul said, Listen, eh, it doesn't matter. Hey, the people have kept long. So let me go ahead. And Saul himself took the role of a priest and offered a sacrifice before someone came. Do you know what happened to him? He lost his throne. If you don't walk by the protocol systems of God, you can lose. Fourth example fifth example, is Uzzah. When the ark of God entered into Jerusalem, there was a man called Uzzah who saw that the ark that was placed on the cats, the animals, it was shaking. It was about to fall. And he decided that he was going to stop He was going to prevent God from falling without observing the protocol system of handling the ark. And you'll be shocked to know that Uzzah was a son of Abinadab where the ark stayed for 40 years. So he thought that he had familiarized familiarized with the ark. We've been seeing the ark every day. We see the ark every day. So if the ark is going to fall, I'm the best person. I'm the best person to stop the ark. Do you know That Uzzah was a type of believers who are used to the worship services we have. They are used to their pastors. They are used to the pastor's teaching. They are used to the glory. They know the song Mr. God is about to sing. And they can even start singing it before he sings it. They know from here we go here. From here we go here. So their mind has already stationed that this one, let's just... Do you know what is happening? You are getting familiar with the presence of God. And guess what? He touched the ark. He broke protocol. Struck. There's a time I read, and you'll notice that in Second Samuel chapter 6, from the verse 11, David, when they took the ark from the house of Obedidom, and they were coming, David began to dance onto his kingly royal garment removed. And as he danced, do you know what they did also? After every six steps, one, two, three, four, five, six, they will stop and kill an animal and sacrifice it to the Lord before they continue walking. So if the place was at Kaswa and they were walking to Kaswa from here, to Caswa, after every six steps, they offer sacrifice. When will you get to Kaswa? So you see, you see why David was a man after God's heart. The guy was special. So look at his attitude towards God's presence. He gave him sacrifices, he gave him a dance. Those of you don't dance in church. unto his wife began to spare him and his wife said how can a king like you look a king like you and you are dancing onto your dress is removing those of you who come to church and aspiring what people are doing to the lord and you are questioning them I am coming to you Micah saw what his husband the king was doing he said ah you are disgracing me before the people do you know what happened to Micah she never gave birth again Can I shock you? David said, I was dancing before the Lord who chose me to to be king over your father. And I'm willing to debase and lower myself as long as I'm bringing glory to God. That's what David said. Can I shock you? One of the things that the presence of God hates is diplomacy. David was a king but he cast away diplomacy aside when he was around the presence of God oh this is serious you know some of you sometimes a worship meeting can be going on and you just sense like kneeling down but when you check the atmosphere on the ground people will say that I'm, I'm in the spirit too much when I kneel down me I don't like people to see my spirituality like that when I kneel down they all say "Hey, I don't kneel down you hear the Holy Ghost you, lie down then you are checking the floor, there's no carpet here. Where can I lie? Lie in your bedroom. <laughs> That's how you missed. You are too diplomatic. Even your tongues is diplomatic.,. He, he, hacos. hepper, hotter, Haaapa, Holland, 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 Mexico, Hosa, hafiako. Diplomatic tongues. Something will arouse within you. God is telling you flow in the tongues. But when you check it, what would they say? So you don't do it. Diplomacy is the worst thing that you can ever do in the presence of God. I'm teaching good here. Yeah? Are you being blessed at all? So I'm still laying the foundation. So these things were written for our learning. So that we can learn something. So you see, so I was telling you, so prophet, can you give prophet a microphone? So when you go to a shrine, eh, I'm teaching you how you can be blessed. The reason why those who go to the shrine receive results and you come to God's house, there's no result. is what he's about to tell you. So, tell us a bit. You grew up in a house where there was your father had a shrine, right? And then you saw him. How, how was his behavior? I remember you told me some time ago that there were protocols that the spirit gave to his father, your father, that if he has a, a problem with uh, your mother, he should do what? Tell us. Come forward.
1: So when you have a fight with your wife, you must eat his food.
0: So if you have a fight with your wife. When she prepares food, you must eat with joy.
1: You must eat with joy. So I, when when I was young, my mom and my dad will fight. But he would tell my, my mother that do, you just go and cook for me. Because if he doesn't eat his her food, she will, he will die. The idol will kill him. That's the first that's the first law. And the second law, I remember about five. The second law is that when your wife is having her menses, she shouldn't cook for you. Mm. So if she cooks for you. You, uh, you are
0: defiled that means that if you eat your wife's food when she's having a menstruation that means
1: you have defiled the idol so okay let me move to also the protocol so when you enter the shrine it's a very very big shrine you go there you don't go there empty handed and uh, you are sacrificed also, also dependent on the kind of problem you brought with so if, if you have a small problem you can go with maybe uh, 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 biscuit uh, no, Papa, no. <laughs> they won't accept a biscuit. <laughs> Maybe, I could call, I could call it too, you can go with it. But we are having serious issues. You must you must come there with, some people come there with goats, some people come there with bullock, some others come there with as long as cow. So, depending on... The, so depending the, you know, issue on your problem, if your boyfriend has left you, you come with a foul. we come with a foul. Okay, so that problem, you must go with a foul. <laughs> and Papa, one thing is that, you can't go there with any dressing. There is a dress code. There's a dress code. There is a dress code. As a lady, you can't dress anyhow and enter that place. No. The idol they will, will kill you. They will kill you or they will sack you. So it's two things. No, three things involved. They will kill you. They will sack you, or you must appease the gods for dressing that way. For
0: dressing that way, you appease the gods.
1: And they will take they will take schnap, they will take three uh, three crates of eggs, and they will take goat or bullock from you yes and when you enter that place you can't talk to uh, uh, the, the, the gods whilst you are standing you must kneel down and sometimes you can kneel down for 30 minutes
0: so if the god is not done with you you stay down
1: yes the, if the god is not done with you you must keep kneeling down for 30 minutes or maybe 45 minutes before and also papa what then is that the moment you enter there and bring a fowl and fowl no fowl no I don't know how say. Or the neboso chirese ya, it was signed. the issue will be solved. Or the nechi chirese it means that the issue is very hard. So, or so uchafau saakusise, or better
0: It is <laughs> a no antenna niya. Ube ku akukosa. Maske
1: saakusise, or better I
0: Final ah is a. Now, Joe.
1: Yes. So. These are some of the protocols that when you go there you must observe it? And uh, I, I also saw something about my dad, okay? So, Papa, when you are also uh, co- concerning communion and other things, though they, they also have their communion, they have their communion, and their communion is Mansa or Kosi.
0: Mansa, or oh, what is Mansa?
1: Oh, uh, who is God? Do you know Mansa? What is Mansa? Mansa, yes, yeah, it's called Mansa. Mansa, it's like, okay, it's like a uh, uh, uh it's like uh papa kose is like Kosei. okay yes yeah, so it's like kose and their communion wine uh, is like uh, that they have an altar there and I'ma pour uh, water in the altar and uh so every week you must come there you take the mansa and the is only from that altar then you take it so, as we take a communion one with bread, and they also take that water from that altar and they take the mansa to fortify you for the week.
0: So, they have to come for fortification for a Every week. Every week. So, are you seeing the, 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 the relationship here? Which means that anytime you come for a meeting, what happens to you? You are fortified for the week. Yeah. And once you are not fortified for the week, you will be weak.
1: Continue off so, Papa. That that place you you won't find anybody sick. My father didn't get sick, you you, you will never get sick. All all my mother's children, we have nine, none of them want the room or hospital because of that fortification. And once you are fortified, snake cannot bite you. Oh, yes, when anytime a snake sees you, the snake will run away. Oh, yeah, that is the fortification. And when you give birth, when you give birth five years. Me, I, I went there several times because the money really loves me. You need deliverance. <laughs> so when you go there, what they will do is say they will only use blade and they are to hard two. Then only they I, I, a substance black be normally assumed. to here normally they are shaped. There two at your back. Normally they are shaped, And also, it's also a sound of uh, 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 longevity. So that you grow... You, you, you,
0: grow you can long. live long and you strong. You can live
1: long and very strong. So you can be 80 years, 90 years. Because of that substance in your body, I don't know whether I should come for deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, you are delivered. Amen. Because of that substance, you will not you will not die. And Papa, if you are farmer I realize that my father, as at around 2019, 1995, he was one of the richest... Men in in that. Region. Farmers, farmers, huh? and every farmer, every farmer has an altar inside the uh, in the farm. So every week when we go to the farm, my father will kill a fowl, and after that you will recite. Anytime you go, you go there with me. So we go there, and there is the altar there. Then you will kill the fowl. Then you spill the blood over there. You recite some words So
0: when we are saying, say this after us and make confession, and you don't say them, do you see what you are missing? Mm. you see what he actually saying is what we should have been saying for you to learn but now we have to copy them because they have copied us and they are doing better
1: and papa he is very consistent. consistent so every anytime you go to the farm my father will kill a, a fowl after that a and papa within two weeks three weeks so there were seasons we could get about 20, uh, we could get about hundred bags of cocoa, two uh, 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 hundred bags, three hundred. So my father got a, a best farmer for more than five years. So you see, because of this continual sacrifice in the altar, because
0: of him. the attitude that he maintained, was the presence of his idol. He was able to receive fortification, strength, fruitfulness from the idol.
1: And Papa, last thing, when he's talking to the ghost, you don't get close to him. Sometimes he can be silenced and you'll be talking to the gods. He doesn't need distraction. That time, if you you mess up, he can even slap you or kill you.
0: Are you listening to this? Yes. So that means if you are in worship (laughs) and someone is about distracting you, slap. (laughs) Thank you very much. Let's appreciate him. No, so you see the reason why kingdom of darkness is stronger than us is because they took these principles from us and they are doing it holistically they are doing it loyally they, they are doing it constantly that's why they are receiving something listen if our attitude towards God's presence doesn't change some things cannot change in our lives you know a lot of times people think that uh, they are just waiting for church to close then probably a the man of God will pray for them they, see I, I, I will just tell you by the grace of God I am anointed eh? but you need to understand that there are things that go beyond the anointing upon my life God can bless you in the meeting and I am not responsible for it learn to receive from the atmosphere of the, pre- and the presence of God learn it it will bless your life because my time is, I just have five minutes. So now, next week I'm gonna let me just open it up to you on what happens to those who come to church. I'm gonna give you about three, and when my time is up, then we pray. The first thing that happens to those who come to church, come with me to the book of Psalm 84, the verse 7. It will bless you so much. Psalm 84, the verse 7. Now the Bible says they go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeared before God. Now the Bible is saying that all those who appear before God in Zion, what they have is that they will go from strength to strength. The first benefit you gain from coming for church meetings is strength. We are talking of divine ability, efficiency, and divine nourishment so attending church is like attending a gym you flex your spiritual muscles another weight of God's glory comes upon your life church meetings are like keep fit meetings the weight of God so you go from strength to strength. So if your strength is decreasing, it's because you, you, you have stayed away from the glory. Number two, radiation. Come with me to the verse 9 and 10. Psalm 84, the verse 9 and 10. The verse 9 and 10. Psalm 84, the verse 9 and 10. It says we go, come to the verse 8, sorry, 8. Now look at the verse 8. Oh Lord, God of hosts, hear my prayer, give here, oh God of Jacob Selah, okay. it says behold our God behold O God our shield and look upon the face of thine anointed look at the verse 10 for a day in thy court is better than a thousand I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tent of wickedness David is telling us comparing dwelling in the courts of God to dwelling in any other place in the verse 11 look at that the bible says for the lord god is a son so the next benefit of coming to church is radiation what is radiation? it's an energy from a source that travels through space in the speed of light that's a radiation it's an energy from a source that travels through space in the speed of light. So when we are speaking of God being the sun, we are saying that in a church meeting, there is a radiation from the source of God's light. It's an energy that proceeds from God that affects your life and you begin to experience the power of that radiation. I know there are radiation therapies where people who have cancers, can have the cancer die when they come into contact with that radiation in church meeting the radiation of God's power his light and his glory can come upon your life and it can radiate every sinful addiction in your life and terminate it in a second I know what I'm saying we're going to stop here I want to go according to the time so we can leave you exactly as the time proposed We're going to continue next week. We want to pray. This is a house of prayer. We exist by prayer. We move by prayer. Prayer is our heartbeat, it's it's our breath. You want to lift your voice and begin to speak in the Holy Ghost right now? Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray.